You want to go ahead and talk? <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. No. Do it. No. Do it. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. The WordBros.com. Hello. Oh, you beat me to it. Hello and welcome to a, a brand new edition of the Word Bros. Word Bros. It is new comic book day. That means it's new Word Bro day. And uh, welcome. Word Bros. My name is Bob, and I am your co-host on this Word Bro adventure. I'm Kevin, and I'm also your co-host on this Word Bro adventure. All right, now Kevin and I, we're not arguing about it per se, but we argued a little about it, a little bit about it on Twitter. We had a get, we had a guest cancel on us. Uh, she canceled at like five thirty because she was super busy with her her nine to five gig. And when you're a creative, it's not really a nine to five. It's like a it's a whenever you start to whenever you get to go home kind it's of twenty four seven baby. Yes. And she said, I'm not going to be able to come on today. I'm sorry. I was like, Hey, don't worry about it because I bailed on her last week because something came up. So I said, hey, don't worry about it. We'll have you on another time. So we needed a guest quick. So we got one. So we got one. uh, But it just happens to be the artist of our book, uh, Full Moon Fredo, Angela Sprecher. Angela Spreacher, as I've been calling her forever, but I I learned better. And Kevin said that that's lame because it's just like uh, nonstop promotion for our brand new book. But I disagree because we need a guest. We're in a pinch. What do you want? But but, but we, we disagree often yes. but we work it out because yes. we love each other because we that's so, true so so uh, like we're bonded by words bro <laughs> which is the funniest part about this this pod because we're the most non-broy dudes ever no it's a fun name it is a fun name did you just yawn yes i'm tired i've been up since like i'm sure you've been up just as long yeah i have it's yeah crazy. the kids just it's summertime man these kids is uh they just go like that's the, that should be the intro song. You should just get the cars. Summer, summer, summer. 13, 14 hours a day, man. These kids is crazy, Jack. They, they, they be trying to do everything. They yeah, wanna, I mean, they yeah. They want to get the ice cream. They want to be at the playground, Dad. They want to be They want to be at the summer camp. They want to be swimming. They and want the, to be doing all that. And the dude abides most of the stuff, but like by, you know, 8 o'clock, I was alive. I almost fell asleep. You wore out. You, I was just, yeah, it's a yeah, lot. I got you. Summer's, I understand. Summer's crazy, man. Summer's crazy. Parenting is hard. See, like that's something that we don't ever get to talk about on Word Bros, but we're both parents. So yeah. We we have we have other duties besides talking to you guys about comics. And being bros and writing the finest words. <laughs> well, and we don't do that though. And doing all that stuff. And do we get to but we get to talk to cool people and we get to talk to people that we like and we get to talk about things that we like. And so uh, we have Angela on again, last minute guest. I apologize. Last minute. What, what, what can we do? What can we do? We needed a guest. I was talking to her on Twitter. I was like, hey. You want to come on? We'll just ask Angela. And she graciously uh, decided to come on with us. She did so, accept our invite. So that was 
we talked about we yep we talked about her going to SCAD and doing our book and working with creatives and working with writers and stuff like that. So it was actually pretty informative, you know. So so you guys should enjoy this episode. Yeah. And without further ado, here is Angela Sprecher. Yeah, Spreacher, not Spreacher, Sprecher, dummy. <laughs> All right, we Does are, it just record the audio, or yeah, just just the audio and video. But I don't know. Oh. We don't really do anything with the video yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yet, we, yeah, we haven't got that far. Maybe this will be the first one. We are joined today by the lovely and talented and super terrific and fantastic artist extraordinaire of our own book, Full Moon Fredo. Same, same like shelf promo. Well, no, well, I'll explain <laughs> that too. I'll explain that too. Uh, Angela Preacher, everybody, say hello, uh, Angela Preacher. Sprecher. 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 Oh, okay. So it's Sprecher. All right. So I've been saying it wrong all this time. We've been giving giving you all these props all over the place. We've been butchering your last name. Oh my God, really? Okay. Somewhere Angela Spreacher is an artist and she's stoked that everybody loves her shit. (laughs) Free revenue. Yeah, dude. Angela Sprecher. Okay. All right. All right. All right. No, it's, it's, no. it's incredibly German. It sounds incredibly German. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why we work so well together, because my my last name is France, which is also German. So. Ah, there you go. Oh. Kevin, are you Italian or something? I'm part Italian, a part Irish. The Axis power is coming together. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bad form. That's <laughs> a terrible promo yeah. for a book. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna edit that out. But you never know. I mean, with the with the Trump supporters, we could go. We could blow up. Oh, you don't want that support. No, we don't. I'm just, being, I'm just being a dummy, and I'm gonna edit all this stuff out anyway. <laughs> hold on, let me get my. Hold on. Yeah, do what you gotta do. That's right. Angela, Angela Sprecher. Now I know. Sprecher. Sorry, I keep, I keep leaving you people. I had to get water in case I. Uh... Sprecher. Sprecher. Yeah, with a hard K. I had to get my, my disgusting furry mug. So do, you wanna, do whatever you got to do, man. You, this is your world. <laughs> we're, just, we're just happy to have you on the show. happy to have you on the show. <laughs> now, Kevin, Kevin was, I don't want to say anti having you on the show. That's not what means. Uh, well, that's what I said. It's not anti. It's just. How could you be anti me? Exactly. I mean, she, you is great. Uh, it's um, <laughs> she. Kevin is afraid that it'll come off too much. It's just like a shameless plug for our book. That's what I said. That's well, what I said. How is that a bad thing, first well, of all? That's one thing. Uh, to be fair, you can't get the book anywhere but cons. It's not on sale anywhere else. Well, I'm but, about to put it on the store, Envy. Well. Yeah, there you go. That's that pretty, changes things. That's, yeah. pretty, that's pretty convenient. So, But <laughs> normally, typically, it's only available in person at shows that Kevin or I do – and uh, so oh, Rich from Heroes and Villains has some copies. Though. Okay, well then, Rich from Heroes and Villains in Hampton. So if you live in Hampton, only or you, or you know Kevin and I, and you don't go to Angela Spricker's store, you can't get the. So it's not like it's in stores. It's not like it's in previews or anything. Not yet, because that's what we're what we're building towards. We're working on that. Um, uh, we could get it. We can get it in stores. I think it'll happen eventually. Yeah. That's you know that's the your your mouth to God's ears. It's a good yeah, book. There you go. My point being, oh, of I'm course, biased, but it's a damn good book. Now it's turning into like we're all patting each other on the back, saying how <laughs> yeah. awesome we are. Good job, everybody. Good, yeah, job. good job. But what good happened job. was our original guest fell through. We were going to have a uh, Sheila Valerio. Val- Kill her last name too. I can't do it. It's I'm not good with last names. It's Italian, so it's, it's Valerio. It's just. Uh, 
it's vowels. It's vowels. Sheila. You could go Sheila V. Sheila V was going to come on from geek.com, but she got swarmed at the last minute. So we needed a guest and we were talking on Twitter. So I said, Hey, do you want to come on? Cause you do your own thing. You've got your own content. You go to, you have your own experiences making art, uh, uh, soliciting work from people, a whole nine yards. So, I mean, I'm sure you have some insight that Kevin and I wouldn't have as writers. Oh God, none at all. And then this, <laughs> this oh, is going to be no, totally pointless. Then this, we're, all, we're all screwed here. This is, this is the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> no, it turns out I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, you're, you know what? You're faking it really, really well. <laughs> now, um, Angela and I, this is the first time we've ever actually spoke, I think, face to face like this, but we met on Twitter um maybe about two years ago you were posting up so i guess somebody retweeted some work that you were doing and and i thought it was like a year wasn't it something like that well no it was a little little less who knows oh no because we've been work we've been talking about doing this book uh or just a book together for quite some time um i saw your work on twitter and i really really liked it and uh i just dm i just friended you and dm'd you and like hey your work's awesome uh, I threw the Monty Action Lab thing out there to prove that I had some pull. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, let's do something. And you say, like, ah, some credentials. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, but that's what we were talking about last week. It's like you kind of have to almost pull the kind of work card so people know that you're serious. Yeah. Because I'm sure you get hit up by a lot of crackpots that want to do comics, but they don't have scripts or ideas or they just want to make comics. So the the thing is that I actually get more people who have the ideas and have the scripts ready, but don't have like any, what's a good funding for it is the thing. Um, And like, ideas are great and scripts are great and it's good that you have you have a jumping off point but i mean i mean hell man <laughs> I, I do this for this is part of my job you know when i'm not doing the day job i'm doing this um so i usually have to tell people well that's awesome this sounds really good um i have to wait until you have some kind of at least some kind of compensation yeah um, which probably makes me sound like a <laughs> like a, a real money grabber but um no, it's absolutely. Just, it's, absolutely it's part not. of the job, man. It's no, it is absolutely a job. Not. Your your uh your page rate was really reasonable. So, uh, and we won't mention that on there unless you want. <laughs> no, we won't. So, well, um, to be I, fair, I would have I would have loved more. Uh, well, you know what? We would have loved to give you more, but was, we we negotiated something uh, quite nice, and I think it worked out for everybody. Yeah. But the point being, it's like. So you get you get hit with offers where it's like, oh well, I'll give you a percentage of the back end. And do you do you ever hear that as an artist? People kind of coming at you with those. Yeah, oh, all, all the time, um, all the time. And uh, I mean, so I I used to take a lot of back end pay projects, um, and that was when I didn't. Well, I wasn't like as this wasn't as big of a, a job for me, you know, mm-hmm. when, where I was still kind of getting off my feet and needed some exposure. Um, and I don't, I really try not to do that anymore because back end is really risky. Um, Cause you can't, you, you can't have, you can't really, what's a good word for it? Predict back end. Yes. Um, and I like to be able to predict my pay. <laughs> Well, I mean, I've always said with back pay, with a uh, back end pay, fifty uh, percent of zero is zero. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm definitely. Saying? So, I mean, <laughs> there's nothing, nothing saying how well a book will sell. Um, ergo, 
I usually I ask for payment up front nowadays. No, which is good. I mean, you gotta look, you gotta watch out for number one. You know, that's just the way it is. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you can't, yeah, you can't I hate that it. I started out this. Oh, I started out this thing like like pay me. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> really positive podcast, guys. No, no, this this is, it's all Kevin's fault. We we ah oh, yeah probably is, but we we always we always go go for the real on here. We ask you know the some real questions and we try and, and get it as real as possible for people that listen because mm-hmm. um, a lot of people have romantic notions about the comic book industry. They do. That's true. And 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 we're not here to destroy a romantic notion, but. Sometimes you have to take that big dream uh, that you have of your stuff becoming a movie or something like that and ground it with some reality and realize that it's, it's a long game. Like we said it's, on other podcasts, it's and not, not everyone is not everyone is going to share your vision and not everyone is going to be willing to put in the effort and the work for free. And you shouldn't even, I mean, Kevin and I kind of have the idea that like you shouldn't even ask like no, it's, yeah, that's true. you gotta pay so you gotta pay somebody you know somebody's gotta pay to play you know you, you should ask the page rate and then if you don't agree with the page rate um i wouldn't say bargain and or haggle well you have I, to haggle a little bit i mean you do but i'm saying is the best possible situation for both folks is if you ask the page rate and it's something you can't afford make that clear like you know say hey i can't really afford 130 dollars a page like i'm you know, mm-hmm. I do this for a living and I, I, I don't do comics for a living at this point And that's just not a feasible amount I can pay. And if they come down, if they want to come down, let them and then work it out. Mm-hmm. But if they don't, you have to just accept what they said with the page rate was because that's, that's part of the business. You have to be like, Hey, look, 80 bucks, 70 bucks, hundred bucks. That's reasonable. I can do that. Whatever the bargaining, uh, wherever the bargaining may take you, yes, uh, is reasonable. Mm-hmm. But and and both a positive thing for both parties. But when you actually just go, no, I can only afford seventy, and they said their their page rate's one thirty. The best thing to do there is part ways. Yeah, I don't think there's a midpoint there. You you just have to come back to them when you can afford that page rate. So. So yeah. So Angela, you you are a, a graduate. Well, anyway, what the point being was, I saw your work on Twitter, and I was just kind of floored by it. I I really loved it, and uh, we had been talking. Oh, shucks. Well, I mean, you're super talented. I mean, <laughs> I, I was I was blown away by it. I really liked it, and uh, this was around the time we were going to do Chase the Moon. Yes, we had to put. Chase book with Angela on hold to do another book, but then the book that we put on the book that we were doing didn't get done. So then we came back around to make sure we had something, and that's how this whole thing came about. But I saw your work, and I was surprised. I'm surprised that you don't have more work because I mean, it is you have such a, a vibrant and kind of kind of fun style. Like, uh, is that is that what you're going for? Are you going for like an all ages look? Can you draw different styles? Like, do you have kind of one in particular or well, it's funny. I generally I just draw what the story requires. Um, so I'm really good at an all ages style, but I also really, really love doing like horror stories. Um, I'm very, very into like really like weird '80s body horror. Uh, um, I just like I just <laughs> I just happen to get a lot of um, uh, all ages work right now because people tend to like my, my all ages stuff. It's great. It's good. Awesome. You went to, uh, you graduated from SCAD. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Right. So you're a SCAD kid. Yep. Gotta love the SCAD kids. I've had nothing but nice experiences with SCAD kids. They're it's, very a, cool. it's a hell of a school. While I was there, it was a hell of a school. Um, it's a real gauntlet, but it does teach you, um, 
to, it, it teaches you to deal with really, really tough deadlines. At least the sequential part department did while I was there. Okay. Um, now, granted, I, I graduated in 2013. Oh, wow. You're just so, a kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kevin and I are old enough to be, Kevin's old, girl. Kevin's old enough to be your dad. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big girl. Don't say that. <laughs> you put her big girl pants on to get on a podcast and you said. <laughs> I put on my big girl speed racer shirt for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for our listeners that don't know what SCAD is, because a lot of people that are listening to it kind of want to do comics and they don't understand what that means. Can you explain what SCAD is? SCAD stands for sleep comes after death. <laughs> oh, <laughs> zing, hey. that changes everything. Um, so SCAD stands for Savannah College of Art and Design. Yes. It's, a, it's an art college. Um, it's down in Savannah, Georgia. Um, very prestigious. It's, it's quite yeah. prestigious. Um, I was very, very lucky to get in. Um, it is an excellent school. I, I, the networking is fantastic. Um, I had an amazing time there, uh, and met some of my best friends in the whole world and I loved it. Um, and look at me now working on full moon freedom with with these schmucks. (laughs) (laughs) That was perfect. We're using that as a pull quote. I mean, it's pretty much spot on. I mean, I'm just surprised you figured it out so quickly. Um, Most people Um, we can, we can fool for a little while we thought our ruse was i thought we thought our ruse was actually good yeah did we yeah. lose her are you still there there she yeah. All right. yeah dude so so you went to savannah school of art and design and how long have you been working did you get it yeah oh, okay how long have you been working professionally now um oh my god since i graduated actually okay um so i it, it started really small a lot of like just kind of um off the cuff guy off the street commissions, um, which I still do on a regular basis. Um, and then I got some paid work for a, uh, web comic called my so-called secret identity. Okay. Um, which I've, I've, I've bumped on my, um, Twitter before, but it's like a, a neat feminist manifesto kind of superhero, uh, reality jumping thing. It's very, very cool. Um, the guy who heads it, Will Brooker, um, is a phenomenal dude, phenomenal dude. Um, and I did some coloring work on that. Um, and since then it's just kind of been networking, doing cons, um, more networking. (laughs) Uh, obviously the, the Twitter thing's been working. That's where most of my, uh, most of my, uh, what's the word? Um, Fan base? Revenue? I guess fan base. Uh, that's where most of my, my traction comes from. Okay. Yeah, because I notice like everything, that all the drawings that you post, and if we you don't follow Angela on Twitter, you definitely should. What is your Twitter handle? It is uh, at Spreck4. Spreck. Not Spreech. Spreck4. Not Spreech. At S-P-R-E-C-H number four. Number four. You post a lot of drawings there. And I notice that all your drawings get, I mean, retweets and likes and all kinds of stuff. So, I mean. Well, they damn well better. (laughs) I mean, that's, but I mean, like, that's awesome though. I mean, because I mean, you can see sometimes people, I feel like some artists who are very talented post things on Twitter. It's almost like they're pissing in the wind. Like they don't get that traction. They don't get those likes. They don't get those retweets. So, I mean, what do you kind of attest to that? Are you, are you very active on social media that way? Like, do you respond to a lot of people who talk to you or? It's, it's really, really important that you respond to the people who talk to you. 
um, because especially in this day of age and age, people really, really like um, direct contact with their with the creators. Um, people really like feeling that they're counted and that they have like a direct line of communication with these people whose work really means a lot to them. Um, so definitely always, always like interact with the people who interact with you. Um, and a lot of it is just networking from SCAD, just people I know who ended up also going, going places. And, um, a lot of it is, is just doing my own footwork. So like scouting artists that I really like and, and following them and, and being like, Hey, I really like your art. And sometimes you drum up a, a, a relationship with them and you could kind of scratch each other's back. Um, and the con circuit has also been really, really helpful. Okay. Now what's do you do a lot of shows every year? Cause you're based out of what Maryland, I guess. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm based out of like right between DC and Baltimore. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. The, the hell zone between the two major cities. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what shows do you do normally? Um, so I do, I do a lot of furry cons. Um, and that's, that's, um, less for networking and more because they're really, really good money. Now, what's a furry con? Um, I've never heard of a furry yes, con. I was going to ask. You know, I was gonna do, ask that. do you know what a furry is? People I do who, know what a furry is. People who but... dress up like characters and have sex with each other? Not always the sex. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what I thought. For, I, I don't know. I'm dumb. I don't know these things. Gen- <laughs> generally, it's a catch-all term for people who really like cartoon animals. Okay. Um, I, I, I like how it automatically equated to sex. For about I saw it on Entourage. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I thought a furry was. I, I, saw, I saw it on Entourage, so it had to be real. I don't know, man. I saw. I, I see all kinds of weird stuff on TV, man. I don't know. Marky what? Mark dresses like a fox. I saw it. <laughs> it's real weird. So you go to these furry cons and you and you crush it there you just you just do it yeah man furries have a, a lot of money number one <laughs> uh number two what i do really they keep, what do they keep <laughs> they do. if they're furry <laughs> <laughs> that's some of the fursuits have pockets man oh, some of them nice. are really really well made that's pretty cool that's awesome listen i've i've accepted the fact that i'll probably own a fursuit at some point just by like contact with it <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. just because it'll happen <laughs> Um, so I do that a lot because they have a lot of money, um, and that's less professional networking and more like jobs you can pick up from people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like sing- one-off commissions and stuff, some repeat customers. Um, so that's nice. You like more for fun so than than work. You yeah. Know. Well, I mean it's work too, but like it's it's not like comic work. It's how do I explain it? Um, <laughs> it's it's more like supplemental it, it's generating supplemental income okay because you you put out your feelers at a furry con and you get some you get some revenue there and then people come back and they're like hey can i get another commission um so that's like my my big commission thing okay um so make good money there uh as far as like actual networking goes for like comics and, and illustration um that would be like comic cons and like small press stuff Okay, because you did um, do Small Press Expo last year, correct? Yeah, and I'm, I'm going back this year, actually. Oh, that's awesome, because the artist who did our book, uh, The Elvis Adventures, she went to Small Press Expo. Yeah, Rachel Ordway was there as well, yeah. And she, Ooh, and very cool. She did the Elvis Adventures for us, so um, she was telling us that she was going to Small Press Expo to promote the book, so that was awesome. Of her. Nice. Nice. I, I wish I had known, or else I would have said hi. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> I, mean, I was stu- I was stuck in my table for most of the time. That's so. good though. Being stuck at your table at a show is pretty rad because that means you're working and getting getting paid. Yeah, yeah. making making them dollars, son. <laughs> so you so uh, so you do small press expo, you do furry cons, <laughs> but you're still trying to like the, your eventual goal is to be a full time professional comic book artist. Yes. Or, or at least a full-time professional artist. Okay. Because um, the thing is that I love doing comics, um, but it's not like the end-all be-all for me because I also love concept art and I do illustration and cover art. Um, so I think my main, like my main general goal um, would be to be a house artist somewhere where I like have a, a nice steady like paycheck or pay rate or something. Um, and I just get to draw as my main job. I would just die. I would love that. Yeah. Um, and it could be doing, it could be doing anything. I don't care. Comics, illustration, concept art. So where do where are your influences from in your art? Well, who, what what artists have influenced you on your journey? Oh God, they're all over the place. Um, (laughs) that's okay. Well, let's see. Um, I'm, I'm very into, uh, Ed Roth. And, like, the kind of custom car culture of, like, the 60s and 70s and that sort of thing. So anything Ratfink-related, I'm super, super, super into. Ratfink, that's awesome. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Um, uh, I really like the kind of the underground comics of, of like, the the 80s and all. Um, I love a lot of the artists there. Uh, Well, love their work. A lot of the artists at that time um, were kind of kind of skeezy people you know it's the art crumb <laughs> kind of thing <laughs> i love our crumbs work can't stand the guy yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's one of those things and unfortunately that was kind of a, a part of that time period um but like i love the i love the styles that came out of that i love the weird grittiness and the 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 wild visuals that's awesome um, what else um really into like vintage anime and experimental looking stuff um, so Osama Tezuka is huge for me and, uh, Ishinomori, um, Junji Ito, um, God, what else? I'm, I, I like a lot of stuff. Um, and you're also, really into in- draw- you're also into drawing talking monkeys for two guys. In I the- am. Yeah. Awesome yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm also really inspired by talking monkeys. In well, talking like, jackets. Yeah, I, I mean, think that's how we sold it to you. It was like, it's got a talking monkey. And she was like, I'm in. Was yeah. I think well, she was like, all- Go ahead. the the way you the way you sold it to me was actually like you gave me the the script and you gave well actually first of all you gave me the uh, the characters um, just like a rundown of the characters and I read them all and I was like oh god this is a Hanna Barbera cartoon um, <laughs> and I was like fucking sweet because <laughs> I because that's also I'm also really into uh, the Hanna Barbera Rankin Bass kind of yeah, yeah that yeah. era. Um, so I was like, I was down, man. Because <laughs> well, we, we, we started to write it, we wanted to do that with uh, so we could talk about Fredo for a second. Like we, we yeah. Wanted, yeah, that's the whole point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we wanted to do that. Stuff. Read Fredo. Read yeah, it's Fredo. good, dude. I'm telling you, it's good. It's good. It's a great and book. All, and we're all kind of going through the same thing with the book now because, like, I set a deadline for the pitch. I want the pitch to be out by like the end of the month so we can see where we're going from here and talk yeah. kickstarter and all that stuff if we don't get picked up and yada 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 so there's so much i mean that 
that kind of, I think a lot of people who are making comics kind of are going through all at the same time too. Like, well, if my pitch doesn't land, I'll just do a Kickstarter for an OGN and we'll go from there. And blah, and blah, blah. It, it's, it's okay. We just, we just have to be as good as bone and scholastic will pick us up. Yeah. I mean, we got that. I mean, I'm <laughs> that's, like, that's, we that's just not... gotta, we just gotta be bone. <laughs> <laughs> hard is what that is. That's just hard. No. <laughs> So the, the 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 thing about Full Moon Fredo that we both really liked about it was we wanted to do something that was like like kid scary like Scooby Doo in, mm-hmm. in a way and so when when he first showed me when Bob first showed me your art I was like dude her art's awesome and he's like yeah I love it he's like, you like it I was like I like it he's like it's really good and he's like yeah we should do something with it we should like talk to her about doing this and and what. We've talked about it before, but I don't know if we talked about it on this pod yet. It was initially the concept was initially something way different than, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's something really? I bring yeah. up to yes to tell to tell our our listeners about because it's basically a lesson about not having to stick to one idea. Yeah, uh, because mm-hmm. people get stuck in things. Um, and our original concept was uh, Haley was the little girl. And her, she had a friend, uh, her best friend, and I don't remember what we named her. Yeah, I don't remember her name either. I think it was Alexandra, and something she was like Alex that. or something like that. And then, then we had uh, her little brother, who had a slingshot. That was like our descriptors of him. He had like a slingshot that he was good with. And they were in, they all went to the same elementary school, and one of their teachers was David Bowie, and he was a vampire, and the other <laughs> teacher was Alan Rickman, and he was like a vampire hunter. But Alan Rickman looks more like a vampire, like a traditional, like black and white Bella Lickers vampire than David Bowie does. So David Bowie was kind of like the dude that was kind of like, uh, hey, I'm your cool history teacher. And Alan, Alan Rickman was like, I'm your kind of nerdy, kind of isolated, kind of introverted math teacher. And um, when we were looking at solicits for other books. What we saw was there was a whole bunch of other books that had that kind of thing going on. Uh, does that sound about right to you, Bob? Yeah, you forgot the main, the title <laughs> character though, Full Moon Fredo, Fredo yeah, was good. a horror movie host. So the kids were convinced that their math teacher was a was a monster. So they go to their horror movie host because they think he's an expert on killing monsters and stuff like that. But he's just like <laughs> he be a weatherman. So yeah. it's just like this weird kind of hodgepodgey thing, but it didn't really work out because there were too many books along those lines. It seems like most all ages horror books take place in school with like a scary teacher or something. So we needed to kind of get it out of that. So we turned it into Scooby-Doo. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's funny, but like it does, it does, does like feel more hodgepodge than how Fredo turned out. Yeah. For yeah, sure. It was just a it was a wonderful marriage of of uh, talent on your end and stupidity on Kevin and I's. Yeah, <laughs> we're good. We're good at stupid. Yeah, I'm really pleased with the way it turned out, and I mean, like, uh, it's it's just a it's a wonderful book, and I think you you really did a great job on it. So it's it's very. Oh, nice. I I had a I had a blast with it. Oh my god, <laughs> I had well, an yeah, amazing you, I think time you with tell it. Because like the pages, no. just kind of crackle. Like there's just an energy involved, you know, like. Uh, the the it's just it's just really fun to read. It's really fun to flip through. Like people when they see it at the table, they're really excited by like the idea of it, and they see the artwork, and they're really into that too. I think it worked out rather well. So now it's just a matter of pitching, and that's the hard part. I think getting the yes, yeah. that's the you know the eight hundred pound gorilla in the room. Like what do we do with this thing now? So that's kind of what mm-hmm. we're what we're working on at the moment. What you do is you throw it at as many people as you can. Yeah. 
just as, as many freaking people. If you're doing cons, get the elevator pitch ready. Yeah. <laughs> we actually just came up with that at uh, Tidewater, which is yeah. funny. The elevator pitch is it's what Ghostbusters Me. and Indiana Jones with Scooby Doo. There you go. <laughs> so it's it's three I don't things. like it. Yeah, it works, man. I mean, people hear like those things and they go, "I like those things." Like, yeah, of course you do, because they're all awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's all. And funny enough, the book is actually equal parts all those things. Yeah. I, mean, I always I always describe it to people as uh, Scooby Doo, but also Johnny Quest, which is good too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now let me ask you a question. It, it like, feels a little like both. When it came to character design and stuff, like how long did you tinker with the designs for? I mean, I know Fredo being a real person. I imagine he was probably the easiest one to draw, or am I completely wrong yeah, about you, that? You you at least gave me a basis for him, so he was pretty fast actually. Um, I only did a couple roughs of him, uh, and and like all for all the roughs the silhouette didn't really change he was always kind of a uh round and pretty pleasant looking um (laughs) (laughs) which (laughs) well i I think that's important for um for a character like this especially if a character like this is the main character i I figured it would suit to have him be like round and, and pleasant as opposed to like everything else in the book which is like monsters yes and and fox <laughs> so <laughs> and fox being fox um so uh Haley was actually pretty hard um which is surprising i don't know what <laughs> i saw your character designs on her it looked like it came pretty natural to you because you already knew what you wanted to do with her hair like i was like dang she already knows what she wants to do with this girl that's great yeah i mean Haley was hard because i knew what i wanted to do but i didn't know how i wanted it to look when it came together if okay. that makes sense that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah um Zibbles was easy because that's just a chimp in a smoking jacket. Yes. You know, whatever. And Fox. I will say, like, some of the chimp designs that you did, like, the they were really good. Like, they were, like, real deal. Like, you're drawing, like, monkeys out of a goddamn, like, encyclopedia. Like, the National <laughs> Geographic monkey. Yeah, they, looked, they looked more lifelike and less cartoon than I imagined. I was like, wow, there was that one you did with his mouth open in particular. Wow, that's... That's really amazing. <laughs> Thank you. This is, that's kind of what I was talking about, where I, I kind of um, have a bunch of different styles depending on what I need. Uh, so I have like the really cartoony Fredo stuff, and then there's also, I mean, I'm, I'm, I also do a lot of like natural, natural looking stuff. Mm-hmm. Hence, like the body horror and all, and hence, like the the actual like animal concept art and stuff. Um, but like, uh, I mean, that to be fair, that was actually, I think, possibly the first time I had drawn a chimp. Really? Because <laughs> yeah, I just, that. I hadn't had a... It seems so natural. You said that on Twitter. It was really I, I hadn't... <laughs> I, I hadn't had a reason to uh, to draw a chimp until uh, the moment you gave me a monkey in a smoking jacket. So, you know. She, she said something like on Twitter, it says it was something like, Something I've always wanted to draw, but never had the opportunity to. And then she drew the realistic the chimp. chimp. There was there was <laughs> the first design of Zibbles next to it, and I was like, "He looks dope." And then we talked. About it. it was awesome because I was yeah. like, "That's crazy!" Like she's like, "I've never had to draw a chimp before, so I'm gonna have to start like practicing drawing a chimp for this book." It's but a damn, it's yeah. a damn good looking. There you chimp. go. You did a he really has a good. Lo and behold, he looks like a chimp. Yeah, looks, thank he you. He looks great. He looks great. And uh, the idea of the chimp is the 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 ghost hunter 
the legendary ghost hunter, his his soul, his mortal soul is taken from his human body and placed in that of a of a chimpanzee. And so now you have this like this Fraser Crane style chimpanzee walking around this book wearing a smoking <laughs> Don't jacket. Spoil it. I mean, you know, it's, it's spoil it. Well the whole point is he wants to get his body back. Like that's mm-hmm. he wants his body. He wants to return to his his human form. So that's mm-hmm. that's why he uh hires uh uh, uh, Fredo. Right. That's why he's working with Fredo and Haley. I guess not really hiring. Hire, hires is a hires is a strong word. That's yeah. that's assuming they get paid for any they, of this. They, they don't get paid. They, don't they just get paid, paid and fa- they're taking back end money like everybody else is. Well, <laughs> well, well, Fredo in the book is actually just more excited to go try and uh, hunt ghosts because he's hunting fame. Yeah, he wants to. He just <laughs> wants to be a ghost hunter. There's yeah, no other reason. Yeah. Now let me ask you a question. Like when you're working for someone, because this is like a for hire basis. Like, do you feel the need to like interject your own opinions about the stories or about like the camera angles or stuff like that, or do you just basically draw what's on the page, or does it depend on the relationship with the writer? How does that work out normally? That's a good that question. Was, that was a damn it, good question. It, hold on, hold on. Thank you. Pat yourself on the back. But, uh, Thank you. Thank you. All right, go ahead. Answer, please. I took I took my home run trot. <laughs> Good job. Oh, she's freezing on us. Yes. She was so offended by the question, she just left. I think she's gone. Oh no. You patted yourself on the back and see what too happened. Too much. I know. I patted myself too much, and now she's <laughs> gone. Patted yourself on the back, and now we got to fix this. Uh, she'll, be, she'll be right back. The question, question will still be the same because it's going to echo in time forever. I'm gonna <laughs> it will echo in time forever. <laughs> this sounds like Outer Limits. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> it, there we go. She'll come back. There she is. The question was so good it broke the internet. Wow, dude! You should now. You should doubly pay. like you. You Babe Ruth to that one. Dude, you hit it so far out of the park yeah. that you fucked up the internet. Al Gore is mad at you now. Yep. Put on, put on. There it is. <laughs> there she is. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. My my computer decided that the this was a bad idea. I would have. That question was too good. Um. Yeah. Um. Let's see. It was so. It depends on on my like relationship with the the, uh, um, the writers, I guess, or the collaborators. Usually, I tend to keep my grubby mitts off of it. Okay. Um, and that's a lot of that is just kind of a a personal thing because I really like having the distinction between my art is my art and this is my art, uh, and your writing is your writing and that's your writing. Okay. okay. Um, so like, I mean, but for like things like camera angles, I guess. Um, and sometimes minor placement, then I'll I'll just kind of work with it. And um, if something's going horribly wrong, like the like if something in the writing definitely isn't making sense visually, then I'll change it. Okay. Um, but usually that's, I try to stay true to true to the script. That's interesting. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. So, are there any comic books you're reading right now that you love? <sighs> What's a comic book? <laughs> oh, that's a good question too. That's very that's very deep. Let's think about that one. What I'm is like it? I'm staring at my my bookshelves and like uh, 
I don't see the thing. The, the irony of it is that I don't really have a lot of time to read anymore. That's what everybody that's, in that's comics what, says. Yeah. That's what everybody in our, uh, every every artist says. Usually, writers usually different. They usually say they read a couple things, but they don't yeah. get to read as much as they used to. Artists always say, "I really don't have time to read." I gotta draw this stuff. What are you? Yeah, basically. About? Yeah. So, it's a it's a yeah. a uh, imbalance of like time that must be spent doing the thing. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. No, totally. Totally not not pooping on on writers or anything, but there's definitely sure. a lot more. A lot, <laughs> there's definitely a lot more time that goes into the the, the drawing aspect of it. Oh yeah. Uh, totally. Hence totally. why I can write, I can draw comics, but not read them anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> hell, but um, I mean, every, right now a lot of stuff I'm reading is, um, like kind of one-offy single issues like I picked up Monty a while ago and I picked up some some of the recent Street Fighter issues um and other than that I will say I I loved your Monty you drew the Monty stuff that I I really really liked it thank you Monty was great I loved Monty oh you're just saying it because I'm here I mean that and also it was really cute so I mean well that's the whole point and I always tell people that at the table too like when they pick it up like if you look at this thing and don't go all Gene and I failed miserably (laughs) because it's a book about a dinosaur and is who wants friends yes it's supposed to be adorable so that's the whole point so cute I it's just disgustingly cute and I love it Oh, you! You're so kind. I love, I love that guy. Monty's great, dude. I've got pictures of him all. I've got like three drawings of him of other that other people have done just all over my house. Like he's wonderful. <laughs> he's like a member of the family. <laughs> Needs um, an escort. But, but yeah, so so I picked up Monty. It's a lot of. It's just kind of. I, I read a lot of comics that I kind of pick up at cons, you know, because yeah. I really like supporting the smaller uh, infrastructure a lot. Um my street fighter comics because I'm that person. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and otherwise a lot of it has been going back and kind of like relooking at, at stuff that inspired me earlier. That's cool. Um, like I'm, I'm uh, currently attempting to collect a bunch of the dark horse, uh, Usagi Ojimbo. That's uh, so weird. That I was, amazing. I was just reading that before we came on to record. Oh, I, I so love that. Good. Yeah. It's so good. I actually met him at uh, Dayton at Gem City a couple years ago. Like he's just this like this very small. He's so nice. Yeah, he just so nice. He was sitting at a table with just like a tablecloth on it, and I walked by him like four times because he didn't have a sign or anything, Mm -hmm. didn't have like a portfolio or anything. And I walked by, and he was just this like very humble dude, and like he even sketched in my book. Like I got a little pen sketch. Oh no! Oh, wow. ah. Yeah, it's awesome, too, Bob. And I was like, "Dude, you're the best." And he was like, "Thanks." Just, all right, I'll see you later. And that was it. It was. So <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a, a really really nice guy. Um, I met him actually at Baltimore Comic Con um, in 2015, I believe. Oh, that's cool. Um, and he was really nice, and I gave him some of my original art that I forgot to sign, like some kind of friggin' moron. Um, <laughs> so there's that. Um, and I forgot to I, I got gave him my original artwork, and he was like, uh, "Wow, this I love this. This is really nice." Um, and I didn't have anything for him to sign, um, so I was kind of like, "Oh, well, wish I had something for you to sign." So I uh, so he like. <laughs> offered me this little travel water bottle um, <laughs> that he couldn't take on the plane back to San, Fran- San Francisco with him. Um, I think it was San Fran anyway, but um, 
he couldn't take it on the plane with him, so he was like, do you want this water bottle? And I was like, uh, yeah, maybe if you sign it. And then he freaking signed it. <laughs> awesome. And I still I still have it. And it's, um, a, it's a cool story. Yeah, it, it's um, in one of my packed-up boxes right now, but um, generally it sits on my desks and the desk encourages me. That dude's a beast. I mean, he does, like, what, nine or ten books a year? Yeah, he's, He inks like, them all himself. He writes them all himself. And they're all, like, these beautiful works of art. Like, he's just amazing. Yeah, yeah, he. I'm not sure he's actually real. I think he might <laughs> be like a figment of my imagination. He's a figment of all of our imagination, and thank God. Cause yeah, I mean, what a, I mean, he's the best. Yeah, what so, dude. so yeah, I've been, I've been slowly like trying to amass a collection of the Usagi books. Um, That's awesome. Picked up Forty Seven Ronin also. Oh, I'm, I didn't read that. Oh, it's so good. Um, and I've also been going back and making another attempt to collect all this. Uh. Um, Cerebus the Aardvark volumes, which I've wow. dropped off from. Dave Sim, everybody loves. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. I like the idea of Dave Sim, but not Dave Sim. <laughs> 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 it's another one of those R. Crumb situations where I, I just adore his work, but I don't think I'd have a beer with him, you know? I hear you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm like throwing out all these bad comic opinions. <laughs> Whatever, dude. If, if, no, if worse comes to worse, I'll just edit them all out. <laughs> The, week, the episode doesn't come out till next Wednesday. I can cut all your your blasphemy. <laughs> Andrew, this episode we'll call and we'll call it Angela Sprecher. Uh, Angela Sprecher puts everyone on blast. She's just talking like you're like uh, you're like Tupac at the end of uh, hit him up. You're just throwing shit out there at everybody. Right. I'm just gonna go and put everybody on blast. <laughs> That's my tagline. The yeah. Angela Sprecher. She's like Tupac. <laughs> That's a great one. <laughs> Bullets and everything. Well, one of the things I liked about you was uh, on your Twitter handle. I don't know if it's still there, but in your description, you were, you were talking about how you love the Wu Tang Clan, <laughs> and and I asked you straight up. I was like, "Who's your, your favorite, favorite member? Wu Tang member? That's what you asked. <laughs> Who is your favorite member of the Wu Tang Clan? Riza, Riza, man. Riza, see, because Rizza. I base my answer on how much you actually like Wu-Tang. Like, if you tell me that Method Man is your favorite member of the Wu-Tang Clan... You don't um, really like the Wu-Tang. I'm kind of skeptical. That just means yeah. you saw the movie he was in, and you liked well, the, the deodorant commercials. Well, well, if, you, I, if I remember right, I think I mentioned Meth as, like, one of the ones I like more. Mm -hmm. um, but I specifically older Meth. Yes. Yeah. Like, Takal's a great record. Um, but nobody ever yeah. says, you God. It's because you got sucks. <laughs> but nobody ever says that. I mean, yeah, you, you got, got is garbage. That's why. And, and does anybody ever say Capadonna? <laughs> Capadonna's okay. He always shows up on a lot of the a lot of the Ghostface records. Like, but nobody ever says Capadonna either. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I was at a I was at a con and there was this lady wearing a Wu Tang Clan shirt. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Who's your favorite member? And she said all of them. And I was like, take that shirt off. You don't deserve to wear that shirt. All of them. And then I, I was at another show in Akron, and I was like, "Hey, uh, I saw this dude. This like this like trashy punk rock dude. Like he was like a gutter punk, like straight up." And I was like, "Dude, who's your favorite member?" And he inspected deck, and I was like, "Go on, you're you got it. Like you're bad, dude. Like that's it." And he had like a Wu Tang Clan tattoo on his neck. Like he was into it. And I was like, "All right, dude, you're good." Okay. No, nobody yeah. says inspect the deck either, so that's awesome that he yeah, said. That's it. what I'm saying. He got props. I was like, "Damn, son, that's that's that's, that's deep. Hardcore. That's deep. You went. You, you deep check out. You yeah. check out. 
You get You're it. like the 35th chamber right now. <laughs> one dude told me his favorite member was Red Man, and I wanted to smack him in the head. Like, what are you talking about, Red Man? Bad opinions. Yeah. But then, but then you're also into like old school hip hop too, man. Like so, I just, I, I just kind of figured you'd be good at this book. I don't know why, just from all the exterior stuff. He got a good vibe. He yeah. said, uh, he said, hey, you. she likes Wu Tang. She'd fit right in with us because we had the in depth, like in the hotel room at three o'clock in the morning Wu Tang discussions while everybody trying to sleep. And, and, we, and we do have those. So that, yeah. Wu Tang theory threads. I love Wu. <laughs> I love the Wu. Hell. So yeah. So um, is there anything else you're going to be working on this year? Hopefully more Fredo. Um, but yeah, uh, think, fingers crossed for more Fredo. Um, that's probably well. Everything comes up very kind of um, spur right. of the moment. Okay. Yeah, sporadic and spur of the moment. So I could like do a project and have it go dead dead for an entire year, and then <laughs> and then they contact me again. And they're like, hey, do you want to do more work? Um, so it's just it's very I can't predict shit. What shows are you gonna be at? What shows what upcoming shows are you doing? Let's see, I'll be at Anthrocon. Um I'll be at Small Press Expo. Okay. Um I'll be at Furpocalypse. That's about it right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. What about um, since I Huh? You gonna do Baltimore Comic Con? Mm probably not this year um the last year i did baltimore comic-con i didn't even break even yeah Um, so baltimore is not from my experience it's not great for um indie artists in the back of the artist alley yeah it's it's baltimore is it's it's definitely a con people go to for the mainstream uh the mainstream stuff and the merch yeah oh wow because like that that's good. That's good to know because because part of the uh, people that listen to the podcast have said, you know, how come you don't to me like how come you don't do more cons? And I'm like, because tables is expensive, son. Yes, tables yeah. is expensive, son. So I mean, so I don't do like unless I'm pretty like I'm like I talk it over with Bob and I go, hey, I'm 90 percent sure I can make my table on this. I should do this, and he's like, you should do it or you shouldn't do it, and then I I kind of judge it for myself and then go do it or yeah. don't do it. Um, but it's hard to judge at the level that all three of us are at because, you know, um, at our level, it's not like you're guaranteed to make your table. And I mean, and some of these right. tables, I mean, you're talking these bigger shows, these two or three day shows. I mean, tables are two, 300 bucks. And, you know, if you're selling, you know, $10 prints and, yeah you know, you're not getting a lot of commissions. It's hard to make 300 bucks selling $10, $10 prints. Right. Yeah, that's so that's kinda, before travel and everything yeah. too. So you kind of got to go where the, uh, where the action is. And I've noticed a lot of one day shows are good for that. Um, yeah. I've had a lot better luck at one day shows because it's in and I'm out and I'm home, you know? So, and they also mm-hmm. don't have the time to like do that. Uh, I'll come back later and not come back until yeah. you're out of something that they wanted. Uh, they always come a- back. It's a good point. Yeah. So Angela Sprecher is lovely. We uh, are very excited to have her on the pod. Thank you for coming on so last minute like this. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Of course. I, I love I love talking. I, I know, <laughs> and you're quite good at it. <laughs> yes, sure. I, I like it when people listen to me. <laughs> you're, well, you had our undivided attention. Yeah. You're and also, you're wonderful. You're yeah. a wonderful. Person. 
and um, shouts. You have websites. You guys are nice too. No, we're okay. We're just you know. We're yeah, just right. Pass. We're schmucks, like you yeah. said earlier. We're just <laughs> schmucks <laughs> writers. We have to be. We should, nice we should have been the word schmucks. Yeah. <laughs> probably now, probably. Um, uh, tell everybody where you are online so they can get at you. Uh, so right now my main uh my main hub is Twitter. Okay. Uh, so that is S P R E C H four at Twitter. Um. So that's where I, I post the bulk of my things. That's where I do status updates. Um, that's, like I said, the main hub. Um, I have kind of an art dump on Tumblr. Um, that one is S-P-R-E-C-H-4-R-T, uh, as in Sprech Art. It's, it's funny, whatever. Um, <laughs> Sprech Art. Uh, the Sprech Art at Tumblr. Um, and that's also, that's also linked on my Twitter. So. Okay. Um, and those are my main two hubs right now. Well, there you go. Yep. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I, I wish you right nothing on. but the best, uh, mainly because we're involved in this together. So <laughs> it just kind of works out that way. And I got to say, like, you've been very cool about, like, the pitch and stuff because I've been coming to you with ideas for it and the Kickstarter, and you've been very receptive. Um, mm-hmm. So it's been fun. I, I'd like to think it's partly because you think the book is good and partly because you think we're fun boys. So that's always cool, too. It's you know? a little, little of both. Yeah. It's, well, it's that and that and also I would like to succeed too. <laughs> yes, and we paid, so that's always nice. You know? There you go. When you pay, people are nicer to you. That's just how it works. I love money. <laughs> Who'd have thunk? Bookends. We started talking about cash. Now you just got to talk cash shit about somebody else, the legend in the game. <laughs> how do you feel about Spiegelman? What do you think about Spiegelman? You like Spiegelman? <laughs> don't know him personally. That's that's one I don't have a bad opinion about. There you go. <laughs> There's not a whole lot of in-betweens. It's either you're fucking great and I love you mm-hmm. to pieces, or I just don't want to ever talk to you. If I and so many of these people kind of, they're all in the same field. I mean, no matter where you are on the tier, uh, no matter where you are on, on, on the kind of plane of your career, everybody knows everybody. Everybody talks. Everybody has a story about, I know that guy. Oh, I heard he was a total pain in the ass. Like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. This so it's nice to kind of, to kind of hear that at least you, you have a good reputation. <clears throat> so that's nice. Yeah, I, it, the industry is just so small that it's easy to uh, um, it's easy for word to float around like yeah. that, especially yeah. bad word. And uh, especially bad word. Like if you've got a bad rep, then that's gonna be hard to shake, man. You gotta mm-hmm. you gotta work hard to do that. And you know everybody that's come up to the table at the shows. We've been telling them that you're fantastic and you've been really great to work for, but I've been putting yeah. your last name, so. <laughs> so so it's not even me anymore, no, so like, who cares? Yeah. You might have to change your name professionally to Angela Preacher. Angela Preacher's oh, awesome. Oh, like, God. You know Fuck her. That, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> she sucks. That could, that could have been my limelight. That could have been me. I'd have been great. So uh, maybe we could treat it like pro wrestling. We could be like, like Angela Sprecher, do you want to cut a promo on any other artist right now? <laughs> <laughs> or you could just change your name and then you know, wear a mask. That'd be kind there of fun go. too. Get a luchador yeah, yeah. mask and be like, and, and it's on after No, that. no, I'd, be, I'd become my sumos and I, I take on a ring name. That's cool. That'd be, that'd be fun to see, dude. I'd be down with that. That's, that's pretty killer, actually. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, very easy to work with, very easy to work for. And like, did did was that stuff they taught you kind of at SCAD or whatnot, or is it just kind of just your natural, easy kind of going personality? You know. Uh, I, I think it's a little, little of both, honestly. Because I mean, SCAD ta- taught me how to work and work hard, but um, working well kind of comes with 
experience, if that makes okay. sense. Yeah, no, totally it does, because you're very good at the collaboration part of it. Like, it was just very, it was very refreshing and very nice. It was very Thank easy, you. yes. Because, yeah. like, any, anything we said that we weren't sure about, then you would fix. And anything that you weren't sure about, we tell you, go ahead and do what you want to with it. So yeah. it, it worked out really nice for on both ends. Because yeah, yeah. We try not to be too picky. Like, yeah. if, if only if it comes into a story later or we already talked about something else coming around in issue two or issue three, um, then that's when we're more specific. But most of the time, we try and be as easy as possible because the easier it is for us to work with you, the easier the comic is to put out. Basically, that's, that's essentially how I've always seen it work. Um, ergo, I, I try to make myself easy to work with and people generally follow suit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like so I had a nice tone. Yeah, it, basically. And it, it worked with you guys. So, you know, yeah. whatever. Here mm-hmm. we are. Here we are on the precipice of big things on big success. So, so hopefully. All right, cool. Well, we'll talk soon. Um, once I get the pitch together, if you want to look at it, that'd be cool. If not, if uh, and you said, if I need anything, I'll let you know. Yeah. You know, um, keep keep in mind, I'm going to be at um, Anthrocon at the end of this month. Okay. So just like anything you, any ass, other assets you need, you're going to want to get that to me quick. Yeah, cool. I mean, the only um, thing I would probably want is maybe some like some character designs or maybe just like maybe little blocks of individual panels. Like the one you sent with Fredo with his pants falling down. Like that was a cool one. I'll probably stick that in there somewhere. I'm going to say something that she doesn't know. Okay. I gave the the comic book to my niece's kids uh-huh. and I gave the comic book. Well, my son has a copy. So my son is eight. My mm-hmm. niece's oldest is nine. They both come into the room after mm-hmm. the comic. My, my son read it the first time and he's like, dad, the part where he falls down with his underpants on and they have bananas on them. <laughs> really fun. So she loved that part too. She was super into oh, it. He was like, so he was glad. Like, He's like, it is really funny because underpants had bananas on them. <laughs> <laughs> like, he told me a secret I didn't know. <laughs> Watching his face, he's like looking around, making sure it's okay to talk about underpants. He's like, they had bananas. Yeah, so it's like the best face, too, that went with it. Like, I can't do it because I don't have the eight year old, like, uh-huh. enthusiasm for life. Yeah. <laughs> He lost it. He thought it was that cool. he laughed out loud when he was reading that part. He was like, like, ah, <laughs> 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 that warms my cold, dead heart to hear. You, you, draw, you, draw, you draw a good set of banana underpants. You do. Thank you. Yeah. I have, I've had practice. Here you go. <laughs> Wink nudge. Yeah. And the, and the other kid comes in and goes, I read the comic that you gave me and my brother, and I was like, cool. Did you like it? He's like, I did. I like the part where he falls down and his underpants. <laughs> and I was like, there's, there's like 20. I, I'm sensing a theme here among anger. <laughs> there's like 20 more pages after that kid. I, I, like, like, I didn't say anything like that. I was like, is, I was like, did you like the rest of it? He's like, yeah, it was really good. But the underpants part. <laughs> the underpants. That's what I have to do for the rest of my life. Just draw people falling down with them underpants on. Before we started recording, you were talking about seeing Captain underpants. I mean, that's, that's it, where that's it, hot again it's we'll everything time is a flat circle yeah right now. that's all it is that that's all it is dave pilkey well we'll, <laughs> we'll let you get back to it um thanks for coming on again and we'll talk soon all right thanks for having me of course again. <laughs>
would love to would love to come back at some point. You never we, know. We have a depressed tour for Full Moon Fredo when it gets picked up. We got to do all that. There you go. We do a celebration yeah. show. Yeah. I, I'm the permanent. I'm the permanent guest. Yeah. I've usurped the throne. That's all. Hey, do whatever, man. I'm down for it. That's all right. All right, Angela. Be good. All right. All right. Same to you, man. Y'all have a great night. Yeah. You too. All right, that was Angela Sprecker. She is the artist on Full Moon Fredo and uh, the book that we wrote, and she's done some other things too. And again, it's not shameless self-promotion because we needed a guest. But it is. It and, is. She, and she came in and she filled it and she did a great job. She's awesome. Yeah, so, so, I mean, we needed a guest. Nobody we are all about awesome here on yeah. the Horror Bros Podcast. So. And nobody wants to hear us talk to each other because that's just dumb and boring. So we're schmucks. Yes, yeah, so there we go. I mean, if if you want to hear schmucks talk, I mean, you, there's a bunch of other podcasts you could listen to. Yeah, I noticed that's been your word of the the day today. Would you get schmucks? Talk? Yeah, it's like the PB Playhouse word. Yeah, because I, I love that word. It's, it's a, a good word. word. It's a good it word. One of my favorites. Like you don't you don't hear it very often when you're outside of New York, and then when you hear it again, you're like, oh, schmuck. I love that word. word. I do too. My dad went through a phase where he called me a schmo all the time. I was my dad called me a schmuck all the yeah. time. So I was, it was I, we had the same problem. Like, yeah. like yeah. and we lived and we lived in New York, and you lived in New York as well. No, I lived in Virginia. I didn't live in New York, but my parents were both from New York. Okay, there you go. That's where the schmo came from. That's then. where the schmo came from. Yeah, because I lived in New York for like twelve years, and like. I loved New York when I was a kid, and then when we moved here, I fucking hated it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's completely different. You can it's never different. go home, my friend. That's what they tell you, right? Well, I mean, it's different now because every time I've been back to New York, I'm like, everything looks so cramped to me now as an adult. Like, it's yeah. really weird. Like, everything felt, like, big as a child, and yeah. now everything feels so small in New York. It's like everything's up. So yeah. it's weird. Everything's um, right on top of each other, man. It's crazy. Yeah, going as an adult is a much different experience. I will say that going yeah. to New York as an adult is like, is definitely a, an eye open experience. Like you don't feel like magic and wonder from New York. Like magic and wonder. Yeah. Ma- New York is not a place of magic and wonder. Magic and wonder. Not as an adult. Not like, as an adult. Weird. I feel you. I feel you play. I feel you. And FAO Schwartz closed. closed. Uh, yes. Excuse- Yes. So, but I went there when I was a kid, I was like my son's age and they took me to like, my, my parents took me to like Radio City Music Hall. That's cool. To see the Rockettes. Yeah, it was awesome. It's That's for awesome. My seventh birthday. So that almost sounds like Batman's origin story. It, it could have been, it could have went bad. Like it could have been bad, uh, but I was, I didn't get orphaned at the end of it. Like, That's good. Yeah, yeah, that that is actually a that's, yeah. a, strong, that's a strong point of story that I didn't get orphaned at the end. Um but we went to FAO Schwartz because my dad's like, you can pick anything out that you want. And that's kind of overwhelming for a kid. Yes. Like 13 or 14 stories. I think I remember of boys. I'm like, and what I, if you make the wrong decision? Well, I, I went with He-Man stuff. You can't go wrong. That's a good I, choice. I, I loved He-Man stuff at that that's age. A, that's a good choice. I was technically like, like 1986 or 87. So. All right. You know, so you go in there and you're like, oh, fucking He-Man, this is awesome. So I got a bunch of shit. So it was great. That's awesome. When I was a kid, um, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, my grandmother took us to the Cabbage Patch Kid factory. Like they had like a Cabbage yes, Patch Kid store and like you would go in there and this is what Cabbage Patch Kids, for those of you who may not know, were like a, a, like big, a doll. Yeah, a doll that supposedly were birthed in a cabbage, a cabbage patch. patch. Yes. And like in the store, they had 
like cabbage patches on risers with kids, like the little heads in there. And they would go over there and they would pull the kids out of the cabbage patch. And then like that one was born. And so we went there when we were kids and it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. I actually got a stuffed bulldog from there that I still have that my daughter plays with it. She's renamed Play-Doh. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. And my, it's, it's, it's like an heirloom. My did you get a cabbage patch kid or did you? No, just... no, no. I just got the stuffed bulldog because I was a boy. I didn't want a cabbage patch kid because, uh, you know, gender roles, bro. I wanted a, <laughs> I wanted a bulldog. So I got a bulldog. I had, I had male friends that had cabbage patch kids as a friend. My sister was super into it. Well, I the cabbage they had that stamp on their ass. Yep. And, and they had those. names and stuff. I saw them name them. It was really neat. It was yeah, it was, it was yeah, but I but I didn't have one. I never got one. So like, but I had male friends that had Cabbage Patch Kids. So it was it was it was a both thing. So it was it was just kind of a weird both thing at that time because in the eighties that would be kind of weird. Maybe, but you know what, man? That's the life we live, baby. We live yeah. the weird. We live that weird life. We live that Werbros life. Yeah. So this will be out next Wednesday. Have fun at Heroes. Thank you, sir. Um, have a good time. Do some networking. Hey, feel free to give away as many Fredos as you want. I'm not gonna give it. You see, okay. Th- this no, is- no, no, no. I'm being serious. Give them away. Like, get let's get this book picked up. I think it's good. This is this is this is the word bro, bro, word bros audience joke here because um, I gave away a lot of the Elvis copies. You gave away I, a shit ton of the Elvis. Copies. I did, and and Bobby kept on like beating me up for it. It was really funny because he'd be like, "Hey, man." Why are you giving away all your copies of the book? You don't think they will? <laughs> and I was like, no, no, no. I think they will. I just want to give some people copies because I have extra. And yeah. Like, and then you go, you cut, you, you cut in your money, son. You cut yeah. in your money, and that was funny as hell. Well, I'm gonna give some away because you're going to Heroes, and I'm going to a show in Ann Arbor, Michigan. There you go. You're uh, gonna give some away. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a couple away. What? Yeah, it's a rare thing. Are giving books away? We've sold so many already. I feel that I, I can. Mean, I can afford we have it. done really well with yeah. this book. I'm very impressed. Yeah, I think it'll be cool, man. I'm really excited about it. Um, I think people are starting to get on that Word Bros train. I think. You never know, dude. You never no, know. We figured it out. We literally have like 66 listeners. Yeah, but I mean, hey, that's better than nothing. No, it's awesome that 66 people feel like we're hearing us bullshit about comics every yeah. week. That's yeah. great. So, so there you go. So thank, thank you. So keep listening. Thank, thank you. Thank you to the 66 people that listen to the Word Bros. And uh, we will talk to you next week. If you're going to Heroes, have fun. If you're going to the uh, what the Ann Arbor Comics Festival, which I'll be at, I'll see you there. See Bobby. Come see Bobby at Ann Arbor Com- Comics. Yes, Park. wherever you're listening to this, get in your car and drive to Ann Arbor, Michigan. I've heard it's lovely this time of year. And, and, he, and he's a lovely man, and you, will his, you will enjoy his presence at the. I'll con. be I'll be rocking my neckerchief, baby. He will, of course, because you know I'll be in a learned. I'll be in a. I'll be at the University of Michigan. I think I'll be okay there. And I'll be at Heroes. Yeah. Um, our good friend Drew Moss at yeah. uh, table. I think it is five oh five or five oh five. Five oh five. Five oh five. And I will be there helping him out. And uh, you can come up and, and talk to me about Fredo or talk to me about the Word Bros podcast or talk to Bobby about it. We yeah. love from people that listen to the Word Bros podcast. All yeah, buddy. All of you. Yeah, all 60-something, <laughs> whatever the number we worked out. So thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. You're listening to the Word Bros podcast, thewordbros.com. <laughs>